It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 82 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. And welcome to Monday, the best day of the week. Today we're bringing you the Old Gold Comedy Theater, one of the so-called movie anthology radio shows of the time, which adapted popular movies of the time to a radio format. Other shows of this type were Academy Award Theater, uh, Lux Radio Theater, Screen Guild Theater, etc. These types of radio shows benefited from the use of the movie's names, which attracted listeners, and they also served as advertising for the movies themselves. Old Gold Comedy Theater was, obviously, sponsored by the Lorillard Tobacco Company and its Old Gold Cigarettes, which attempted to make its cigarette products seem fun and refreshing. This, of course, was long before laws that banned cigarette advertising on radio and TV. The Old Gold Comedy Theater's director, Harold Lloyd, was a former silent film star, and as a result, many of the episodes focused on so-called screwball comedies, which became popular during the Great Depression. Old Gold Comedy Theater lasted only one year, airing from 1944 to 1945. Now sit back and relax as we bring you the December 31st, 1944 broadcast of Old Gold Comedy Theater. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hollywood, California, the Comedy Theater, the only radio program that brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedies. Tonight's play, the Broadway hit Room Service, starring Jack Oakey and Stuart Irvin with Donald McBride and Cara Williams. And here is the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, room service. Jack Oakey. And I... Jack Oakey. Mr. Jack Oakey. I'm Jack Oakey. Mr. Lloyd wants to talk with you. Yes, Jack. I uh, want you to play Gordon Miller, the famous New York producer. Stu Irwin, Stu Irwin, Mr. Stuart Irwin. Here, here, boy, I'm Stu Irwin. Mr. Lloyd, like to talk to you too, sir. Oh. Yes, Stu, I uh, want you to play the part of Leo Davis, who started all the trouble by writing a play called Godspeed, which Jack Oakey, as Gordon Miller, is going to produce. Painting Harold Lloyd. Harold Lloyd, paging Mr. Lloyd. Hey, who wants to see me? I do. Donald McBride is the name. 
Carol Williams. How do you do? Well, what a splendid cast. What are we waiting for? All right, I'll set the scene. Gordon Miller, the shoestring producer, has a headache, and justifiably so. He's about to be ejected from his hotel. The reason being that Wagner, the managing director, has made an unexpected visit to the hotel and is at the moment looking over the books. <laughs> All that Gordon Miller has promoted is 22 rooms for his cast and has run up a bill of $1,200. The manager, Joe Gribble, is his brother-in-law, and Joe feels that he's been stuck. Into this unhappy atmosphere, Chris, who is played by Kara Williams, enters the scene with much hand-waving and joy. Greetings, everyone. Gentlemen, I have wonderful news. We have a backer, and he'll be here today or tomorrow. Well, what's the matter, Gordon? You don't look very happy. Chris, did you say a backer? Yes. Ah, no, I don't know what to do. If I stay here, I lose the cast. If I skip, I lose a backer. Chris, tell me, did he sound on the level? Gordon, Mr. Jenkins is the real thing. I gave him a copy of Godspeed, which he's reading right now. Oh, you simply must be here when he comes. Gordon, I'm so tired of being a secretary. I want to be a great dramatic actress. Oh, uh, that might be Wagner. Quick, Binion, put on our overcoats. It's a cold winter. Then again, it could be Mr. Jacob. Come in. Uh, Mr. Miller, I'm Leo Davis. You know, the author of Godspeed. Ooh, this yes. is a surprise. Here, let me shake your hand, son. Uh, this is Miss Christine Marlowe. She's going to play the sister in Godspeed. And Mr. Binion, my director. Guys, she's all bundled up. Why is he wearing all those suits and overcoats? Well, he's expecting snow. I mean, uh, there's oh. a shortage of coat hangers today. Besides, he's a genius. Wait for it, boy. A genius? Oh, I see. I'm sorry, Mr. Binion. Gee, I, I just had my first glimpse of Broadway. Great street, isn't it? I never saw so many orange drink stands in my life. <laughs> but I'm crazy about New York, and I'm awfully glad I quit my job. They all advised me against it, but I know now I was doing the right thing. Well, my bags are downstairs. Oh, uh, you intend to check in here? Well, before I do that, I'd, I'd like to talk to you. Uh, you see, uh, I have no money. You have... What did you say? I have no money. That's what I thought you said. Yes. Mm. But listen, I set you a hundred last month. Yes, but the option expires at midnight, and the contract calls for another hundred. Do you intend to stay in New York permanently? Oh, yes. Oh, Davis, yes, of course. Of course, I could give you the cash, you know, but uh, my advice is for you to go back home and... Say, let me send for you in a, about a week before we open. But I burned my bridges behind me. I left Oswego for good. <laughs> I hate authors. I refuse to direct if you stay. Hmm? Try home for another week. Yes, sir, there's no place like it. Now, I don't want to appear stubborn, but I'm going to stay. If you people have lost interest in the play, I wish you'd tell me. I'm sure Morton Freeman would buy it. I, I have a letter of introduction to him. Freeman? Freeman? Mm -hmm. Freeman. Well, listen, Leo, boy, I'm beginning to see your point. Now, well, you just don't want to go home. I... Well, I guess there's no use forcing our opinions on you. Say, uh, uh, now about an advance, uh, all you actually needed for is board and lodgings. Yes. Well, now, Leo, your problem's solved. You move right in here. Why, you're going to live with me. Oh, gee, that's swell. Thanks. Thanks an awful lot. Huh? Chris, get on that phone. Tell Figger to get Leo's bags and typewriter and, uh, and uh, tell him to register them. Yeah. Say, Leo, uh, do you happen to have any money at all on you? I mean, uh, might be a good idea to let me put it in my vault downstairs. I have 67 cents. <laughs> if you don't mind, I I'd like to wash up I still have some Ontario and Western cinders in my hair Save them for fuel, Davis It looks like a hard winter Oh, thank you uh, Come on, Chris, Binion Let's go down there and hock Davis's typewriter Before Faker gets to it You know, that guy ain't honest Now listen, if you see Mr. Jenkins there, Davis uh, Well, tell him we'll be right back Have a nice siesta Yes, sir <laughs> 
Well, Mr. Jenkins, I'm glad to see that you're a man of taste and discrimination. Mr. Jenkins, I'm certainly glad to know you. I, I never met an angel before. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, Mr. Miller, you sold me. I repeat, it's not my money that I'm investing. I'm the agent for a very wealthy man who prefers to remain anonymous. However, he is willing to invest, uh, say, uh, $15,000. Say that again. $15,000. Beautiful English. Yes. <laughs> you mean that you have all the money in cash with you? Oh, no, no, I haven't. But, Mr. Miller, if you'll have the papers ready, I'll sign them and pass the check. Uh, shall we say at uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow? Shall we? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> you'll make everything out in my name. Simon Jenkins. Gee, thanks, Mr. Jenkins. Boy, we sure needed it. You yeah, must, sir, uh, Jenkins, sir. <clears throat> shall I call at your office? Oh, no, no, no. I prefer closing the deal here. Remember, Mr. Miller, there's to be no publicity. You can easily understand my client's position. Hello? Joe? Listen, Joe, I made it. Fifteen grand. I'll get the check tomorrow at one o'clock. Minion, Baker, come in here quick. Yeah? I've got work to do, you understand? One of us has got to get sick around here, or else we'll be liable to kick out pronto. Uh, that's right. They can't kick a sick man out. It's against the hotel law. Oh, doggone, I'm sorry I can't oblige you. I don't live here anymore. And Wagner threw me out, too. Well, it's a cinch I can't play sick. I gotta go out, draw up the paper, see the lawyers. Leo, what's the matter with you? You look pale. Do... <laughs> do I? I mean, I do? <laughs> Start addressing them, boys. Hey, hey, now, what are you trying to do? Uh, Listen, you gotta play sick or we lose the room. Oh, no, no, I'm in good health. No, you've got a contagious disease. The measles. I had the measles. Well, it's a relapse. <laughs> I'll make the spots on them with iodine. Huh? No. It'll save the play. It's unhealthy to be healthy at a time like this. Oh, now, please, not so fast. There's a zipper, you know. I. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever seen a zipper on a vest. Yes. <laughs> no time to lose. I'll start painting them now. No, can't I have my disease with my clothes on? No, no. Wagner may walk in here and catch you with your pants on. Go on, get under them covers in the bed. Faker. What are those dots supposed to be? Measles. Well, make them larger. They look like freckles. You're driving me crazy. You put the ice bag on my head, it's giving me chills. My head is swimming. Hooray, he's delirious. Huh? Hold hmm. this stuff. Hold still. Hold still. I want to put some powder on your face. There. Looks like a sick ghost. I don't feel so good. <laughs> ah, that's the spirit, Leo. I knew you'd come through for me. Gordon, Gordon, do something. Wagner's on his way up here to throw you out. He's charging me with your bill. Hey, what happened? What's the matter with Davis? He wrote the play. You are listening to the Comedy Theater's presentation of Room Service, starring Jack Oakey and Stuart Irwin, and introduced by Harold Lloyd. We'll return to our play in just a moment. This is Harold Lloyd again, and here's Act Two of the presentation of Room Service. Starring Jack Oakey and Stu Irwin. Somehow, friend Wagner, the hotel supervisor, has not yet made his expected appearance. Meanwhile, Gordon, Leo, Faker, and Binion have spent a sleepless night crammed in the same bed. Now, it's the following day and a way past lunchtime. The boys are looking at each other hungrily. I, I can't stand it anymore. If I don't eat soon, I'll collapse. Now, take it easy, kid. We're all in the same boat. The play is the thing, and Jenkins will be here any minute with the check. I wonder what's keeping Wagner. Don't mention that guy's name again. Hey, Binion, maybe we can hock that moose head you've got in my closet. Forget it, Gordon. I shot him with my own hands. I ate him up to the neck, but I refused to part with the rest of him. If I could only get my two owls out of hock, I'd hock him again. 
I see spots before my eyes. So do I. Only mine are beginning to look like hamburgers. If you see one with onions in there, save it for me. Yeah. Wait a minute. I got an idea. Wait a minute. Hand me that phone, Faker. Who's got the strength? Huh? Hello. Give me a room service. Hello, this is Dr. Glass. Get in the house position, yeah. The patient in room 920 is very ill. He must have food immediately. Yeah, he's just developed a tapeworm. Now we have two mouths to feed. <laughs> yes, yes, of course, this is Dr. Glass. But it's a matter of life and death. Mr. Davis is violently ill, I tell you, it's from hunger. Oh, I see. What'd he say? He said the tapeworm will have to come down and register. <laughs> Get in bed quick, Leo. Huh? That might be Wagner. Oh, yes. No, he wouldn't knock. Come in. How do you do, impresario? I am Sasha the waiter from the Moscow Art Theater. I am a great actor. Read what a Russian critic, Yakovlevich, said about me. It's just like in America. Three and a half stars. Say, we might have a pond for Satchel or Sasha here. Could you uh, get us a meal out of the hotel, you think? <laughs> you know, you could make a little mistake, and if you can, well, we have a terrific pot for you. Uh, funny thing. I just left big order on Soivus Elevator. I got to deliver him to Mrs. McGregor upstairs, but I don't know. You see, I take a big chance. Such, it may lead to a Hollywood contract. Hollywood? Gentlemen, it is like music to my ears. What the matter in the hotel? Gregory Ratta. I came to mirror. Leonard Kinsky. Betty Grable. Betty Grable! <laughs> Betty Grable! Ah! Three years I slave in the kitchen. I don't got courage, but now I got courage. I do it. I get the food. Gee, he must have a lot of talent. Huh? Yes, I see that boy carried 12 dishes at one time. <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't know where I'm at. Downstairs, they think I have a tapeworm and up... Open the door. Who's that? Oh, it's Wagner. Open the door, fella. Let's break it down. Miller? Whichever horse thief is Miller. Either pay the bill now or out you go. Now, look here, Wagner. I insist that you reopen all those rooms on the 19th floor. The occupants happen to be guests of mine, and I'm responsible for their bills. And who, may I ask, is responsible for yours? Don't cloud the issue. And besides, you're talking too loud. My roommate here, Leo Davis, is very ill with tapeworms. So that's what you're trying to pull. I'm a very smart hotel man, Miller. I brought the house position along for that very reason. Mr. Wagner, you didn't look too well yesterday. Stop interfering, Gribble. Yes, sir. Sir Little Blake, the president of this chain, selected me as the man most likely to succeed in clearing this hotel of dead beats. And Gribble... Whose side are you on anyway? Dr. Glass, commence examining the patient. Just a minute there. We have our own doctor in attendance. Dr. Uh, 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 Binion? I'm happy to know you, Dr. Binion. I'm Dr. Glass. May I examine the patient? No. I have no respect for doctors that advertise in hotel lobbies. Correct, Dr. Binion. Uh, How do you feel, Mr. Davis? Well, He's I... hungry all the time. His yeah. tapeworm eats all the time. Mr. Wagner, you can't move Davis up regardless of what this chiropractor says. Chiropractor? <laughs> His pulse is normal, Mr. Wagner. That's what you think, you little quack. Quack! Davis, open your mouth and say, ah. 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 Sasha brings you the... What's the meaning of this, waiter? Your instructions were to discontinue room service. You're fired. Fired. Do not speak to me, low one. I am no longer Sasha the Vater. I am Sasha late of the Moscow Artheater. And now a nectar in the employ of the great impresario, Mr. Miller. Eat, comrades. Eat your <laughs> <laughs> Food. 
Hurry, please, my tapeworm. Why are you eating the caviar, Miller? It ain't for me. I'm storing it for Davis's tapeworm. And I'm sampling it for vitamin content. Bah! Uh, Dr. Glass, there isn't a thing wrong with me. But don't tell Wagner, will you? I, I like these boys. I shall have to report that you are in perfect health. Well, doctor, I'm sorry, but you're asking for it. Baker, Binion. Yeah? Take this guy in the bathroom and tie him up. Oh, oh gentlemen, you can't. Uh-oh. Come in. Oh, it's you, Mr. Jenkins. Glad to see you. Oh, Mr. Miller, Mr. Miller. You have the papers ready? Why, Indeed, sir. Here's the stock book all made out. Fifty shares in the name of Simon Jenkins. And here is the contract. Not much to it. Don't even bother reading it. And now if you just sign on the dotted line... I trust in your integrity, Miller. I'll sign it in a moment. Now, since you're going to see the name on the check, you might as well know who your backer is. It's Zachary Fisk. Zachary Fisk. Now, now you understand why there should be no publicity. The world must never know. Believe me, Mr. Jenkins, this will be a sacred trust. I'll take the check now and I'll... Say, wait a minute. This check is drawn on a Los Angeles bank. I don't get no money for five days. Why, my dear boy, the minute you deposit a Zachary Fisk check... Your credit rating immediately becomes triple A1. Oh, sure, sure, sure. What am I talking about? Why, I must be crazy. The magic of that name, Zachary. No, I wouldn't even say it. Just sign right over here, Fred. Miller, I've got you right by the seat of your pants. And I'm not going to let you go till I toss you and that sick play right, right out the street. Who is this man? He's my publicity agent. Publicity? Oh, I told you there was to be no publicity. Never mind publicity. I'm here for money or out you go. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait just a minute there. Let's be serious about this thing. Mr. Jenkins here represents one of our greatest financial geniuses in the country. Miller. Miller. I don't give a hoot who he represents. Confounded, I want... This looks like a badger game to me. I don't like it. And I'm leaving. What's that? Why, Dr. Glass. Dr. Glass, I'll remove the ropes. Oh, I, I don't blame Miller for tying me up, you, you incompetent. He had a perfectly good reason. I heard them through the door. Miller was transacting a legitimate deal. All I know is that Zachary Fisk is backing his play. The Zachary Fisk. Oh, I'm fainting. Just sign the check, Mr. Jenkins. Luckily, there's a doctor in the house. Miller, I had no idea, Zachary Fisk. Oh, please, please. I don't trust you men. I, Roger Percival Wagner, will personally vouch for Mr. Miller. Oh, dear. I'm ill. I'll sign the check now. Now, let me out of here. Thank you very much. Why, you'll never regret this, Mr. Jenkins. Neither will Zachary Fisk. Oh, please help me to the door. Well, Miller, I'll take that check. The $1,200, you know. Now, wait a minute. Let me look at it. Give it a chance to cool. Besides, it's the shaky hotel. How do I know you won't go into bankruptcy? Now, Miller, if you'll hand over the check, I'll deposit it and give you a letter of credit until the check clears the Los Angeles Bank. Is it a deal? I'll see you later. Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. We met Mr. Jenkins in the lobby. He said, well, he said he was going to stop the check. He can't do that to me. He signed a contract. Oh, did he? Chris, listen, I feel sick, honey. Now, what's the use? Everything I touch turns into an eight ball. I ought to jump out that window. Oh, please, Gordon. It's all right, honey. You talked me right out of it. <laughs> look, look, I've had nothing but trouble since I came. They made me sick, made me crazy. If only I saw any hope. If only we had another angel. Leo, boy, we got an angel. Wagner's putting that check to the bank, isn't he? For 15 days, I mean for five days anyway, we'll have 15 grand of credit. Gordon, you're not going to... Grace, we can open in five days. All we need now is scenery and costume. Yeah, we can transact at a hotel. But it's illegal. It's, it's... Relax, <laughs> relax, Davis. Wagner is back in the play. <laughs> Yes, sir, Gordon Miller is staying true to form. 
So far, Wagner doesn't know that he is really Gordon Miller's backer. And what an angel, $15,000 worth. Gordon Miller is postponing his nervous breakdown until after the opening, and this is the opening night. The curtain rises in 15 minutes. Gordon, Gordon, the check had bounced. You knew it all along. That's why you insisted on opening the show in five days. Now, don't worry, Griff. It'll be a hit. We're going down to the theater now. Tell me, has Wagner caught wise yet? If you don't think so, just try getting out of your room. There are five detectives outside the door. You're all going to jail. Jail? Oh, what's the use? I've got actors in the dressing room, scenery on the stage, an audience in the theater. I've got to sit here in a hotel room on opening night waiting to be arrested. I never thought I was going to be arrested for just writing a play. <laughs> now, if we only had some cash to bribe those cops... Yeah, maybe the hotel will advance some. Hey, I've got an idea. Yeah. You know... <laughs> you know, I once killed myself. What? I mean, uh, that was uh, my initiation into the fraternity... They made me do a, a make-believe suicide. I scared the chemistry for professor. <laughs> uh, eight minutes before curtain, fellas. Hey, mm -hmm. Leo, that chemistry professor. Yes. Did he really believe you committed suicide? Oh, yes. He was ready to send for the ambulance. Ambulance? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh. Listen, Leo. Huh? You're going to pretend that you drank a bottle of iodine, see? Oh, no. We'll have to rush you to the hospital. The cops will let us through. That's cooking with butter, Miller. And don't forget, Leo, you haven't five chemistry professors out there. Well, we'll make it look authentic. Leo, you go into the bathroom. We'll rush out in the hall screaming. They'll come in. There's to the bathroom. And there you are. Dead as a heron. No, dead? no, no. Not dead. <laughs> Just dying. The guy's got to be alive. That's what we're rushing him to the hospital for. Now, you're in great danger, Leo. And after you carry me out, we sneak into the theater and see the show. Exactly. <laughs> You wouldn't think I came from Oswego five days ago, would you? <laughs> Wait a minute. You count up to 50 before you start dying, see? Uh, yeah. I'll go out and start arguing with the dicks. Then fake your opinion, come flying out yelling bloody murder. Yeah. The author's just swallowed a bottle of iodine. Now, are you ready? Uh-huh. Here goes. Uh-oh. Greetings, Miller. So you thought you could fool this cookie, eh? Imagine starring my Russian waiter in a play. And at my expense. Well, how do you like my little surprise? Oh, but these five detectives are nothing. I have a bigger surprise for you. Something more pleasant than jail. I'm inviting you to come down and watch the show with me. From a little cubbyhole in the mezzanine. The sheriff will come along and take every bit of scenery off the stage. Right in view of the audience. Why, you'll make me the laughing stock of Broadway. That's just what I figured. You've made me the laughing stock of the hotel business. Wait till Senator Blake hears of this. He'll fire me. Oh! What's that? Hey, who's in the bathroom? No. Good heavens, he's committed suicide. Please, Mr. Davis, not in this hotel. You might stain the rug. Oh. Call the house doctor. Oh, he resigned. Oh. Do something, Miller. Don't stand there like a moron. Get compresses. Hot and cold. All right, you get the hot, I'll get the cold. Oh. He's turning cold. Wagner's dismissing the dicks. He wants privacy. Well, that's wonderful. We have three more minutes. I'll recover fast. You save me. No, no, Leo. No. Then he'll send for the sheriff. Oh. You'll have to stay here and keep dying for two and a half hours. <laughs> we'll be right here with you. It'll look phony if we desert you. Uh-huh. Here's Wagner again. Good luck, kid. Drop dead. Oh. <laughs> the play's almost over, Leo. Leo, boy, fight! Fight! Don't be sacrilegious. Have a bit of respect. To think, Miller, two hours ago we were tearing each other's throats, and now, well, it takes a thing like this to make you realize. Oh, oh. Goodbye, Mr. Miller. You, 
You killed me, Mr. Wagner. He's gone. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> Good Lord, what kept you people all through the play? I was terrific. What's the trouble? Now, don't get panicky, Chris, dear. Leo's gone. I can see him looking up at me with those baby blue eyes and asking, how did the show go? Yes, Gordon, I know how much you love that boy. You would have told him terrific. And the what Russian waiter is another, another Catherine Cornell. You mean I'm a successful author? Yippee! Oh, he's alive. Uh -huh. Now see what you've done, Wagner. This is all your fault. You had us convinced he was dead. We ought to sue you for this. Why, we were going to bury him. But I... Confound it, Miller. This is the last trick you'll ever pull on me. I'm going to stop that show right now. Here is Mr. Wagner, Senator Blake. Uh, Senator, I had nothing to do with it. Uh, it was all Gribble's idea. Miller here, the producer's his brother-in-law. They concocted the whole thing between them. Well, if this show is going to be in my theater... Don't worry, Senator. It won't be there long. What I'll... are you talking about, Wagner? I saw the show. It will be there for two years, if I'm any judge. Uh, oh, by the way, Miller, I... Uh... I have a friend who has a girlfriend. Oh, I catch all, Senator. Leo, write her apart. Right away. <laughs> Just imagine, only five days from Oswego. I like oh. you, Wagner. You gave all the credit to Gribble, and that's downright modesty. Imagine starring one of my waiters. Wagner, you deserve to be rewarded. You're my new vice president. Mm -hmm. See what I did for you, Wagner? You never can tell. This may be the first hotel to win the Pulitzer Prize. You have been listening to the Comedy Theater presentation of Room Service, starring Stuart Irwin and Jack Oakey, with Harold Lloyd as Master of Ceremonies. That was the episode Room Service from the Old Gold Comedy Theater. I hope you enjoyed it. And I also hope you'll give us a five-star rating on your podcast app if you're enjoying the show. Everyone have a great week, and we'll see you back here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast for another great comedy radio show. And remember, laughter really is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Yay!